got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. What up, Ashley Simpson, right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpson sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ashley and Jessicast. I am your host, Leah Russo, and I'm super, super excited because today we have a music episode for you. We are going to be talking about Jessica Simpson's top 10 songs that are not singles, right? Because I think her singles are just so good that I wanted to discuss some of the deep cuts and my guest today has been going on a very emotional journey through Jessica's discography, so you're going to have to check out his YouTube reactions. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Sal Rocha. Hello, everybody. It is so awesome to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. I can't wait to talk to you all about Jessica's music because it's something that a lot of people forget about with her, you know? Yes. Uh, well, it, it, sadly, I didn't really grow up in a lot of pop culture music when I was younger, so I didn't know not one but a single song from Jessica. And the way I learned, the only song I knew going into my journey was uh, These Boots Are Made For Walking." And it's kind of sad. The reason why I learned that song is because it's on Wash Mojo's Top 10 Worst Covers. And I was like, no, 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 no. Because I remember <laughs> listening to it and I was like, hey, this is actually good. And Madonna's American Life, or no, American Pie was on there. And I was like, this list is insane. I can't have none of this. That's crazy because I love Madonna's cover of that song. I know, right? I personally, well, no, I can't say it's better than the original. The original is meant for someone who's not me. It's not, it's not for me. <laughs> I like it, but I do love Madonna's version just as much. It's very different. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a good choice for her. I mean, it's such a dreamy song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you seen the movie that it's attached to? What movie was it again? Uh, it's called The Next Best Thing. That, oh, and, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, a movie that deserves a little more love because I think the plot is actually really interesting for early 2000s. You know, I haven't seen it in so many years. That's something that I should probably revisit. But I feel bad for Madonna. She gets such a bad rap with her movies. I know. It's not fair because she has some really interesting ones. I know. She was great in Evita. I mean, come on. Evita. Uh, what's the what's the, Dick Tracy? I personally, her other film, uh, it's called Body of Evidence. It's kind of like a knockoff of um, Basic Instinct. Personally, I've watched both, and I thought Body of Evidence was better, but that's not how the critics saw it. Oh, I've never yeah. seen that one. Good that, recommendation. It's, it's very it's very <laughs> raunchy, but um, it's fun. It's def it's got a great lot. Of, it's got a great one liners in it. Before we get started, why don't you just tell our audience a little bit about yourself and where they can find you? 
Okay, so hi everyone, um, my name is Sal, and um, you guys can find me on YouTube. I think if you type in Sal, I should pop up, but if I think also if you type in Sal Rocha, I also pop up as well. Uh, but on my channel, I do reactions. I mostly like to focus on album reactions, like going through an artist's entire album discography. Uh, I learned about doing this when actually the YouTube reactor AJ was going through and listening to all of Madonna's albums. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually... A really cool thing and I kind of wanted to do it so I started kind of when COVID first hit and I did Lindsay Lohan's two albums so I started off easy and then I went into Kelly Clarkson's albums and did all of them and then Christina Aguilera's and so on and so forth and it's just been really interesting to be able to record a video of me um, going through and listening to all these and now it's nice because I get to learn new music but it's also really cool because I have this little time capsule of myself that I can look back and like say there's a song I absolutely love. I literally can go onto a YouTube and see the first time I ever listened to it. So it's just as much about me documenting my music journey as it is for other people to see it as well. Oh my gosh, I love that perspective on it. That's really cute. I Thank you. And I also just think it's awesome that you have taken the initiative to go back and listen to Jessica's music because I think a lot of people skip over her legacy as a pop artist and just think of her as a fashion designer or someone who was in the tabloids or something like that. So you said that the only song you knew from her was These Boots Are Made For Walkin'. What made you take this journey through all of her music, including her her first album that was never um, released anywhere except out of the back of Joe and Tina's car? <laughs> um, so where does this re this one really begin? Um, so I do remember that I, I, I kind of did lie to you. So I did know one other song where this was years after I learned that these boots are made for walking. Uh, it, it was, I remember it specifically, it was right before COVID hit. I was going downtown to see the Donna Summer musical. And I, I think because around that time too, I think it was when her book was released. And I said, oh, maybe I should get into, you know, some of her music or learn some songs. And I just remember going on Spotify and I remember clicking one and it was a little bit and a, a little bit was one I was really hooked on. And I did notice the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is, you know, kind of very Britney-esque, which, you know, reading the book and, you know, going through what I've done now, uh, I, I've learned about the history with that album that that song comes from. Um, but it's always been something that's been on the back burner on my channel. So the main thing that I always wanted to do with the people I cover on my channel is that I either want to do absolute icons. So like, say, obviously Janet Jackson or uh, Christina Aguilera, people like that. Um, but my other thing is, is that I also like to give artists who don't really get much uh, time in the limelight anymore. So Jessica could be one of them, especially, you know, for her music career. Um, doing, well, Cher, you know, I did all of Cher's albums, and granted, it's not like she's not in the limelight, but no one was really caring about her 60s and 70s albums, uh, which going through all them, I was like, maybe I didn't have to do it, but I'm glad I did. Uh, so uh, Jessica was somebody that was suggested to me probably around when I was doing Kelly Clarkson and Christina Aguilera, and it's always been on the back burner. Uh, and then I want—I knew I wanted to do it the last year, towards the end of December, but, you know, with Christmas, it was just too busy. So I said, you know what, it's a Jessica Simpson January, and uh, that's why I decided to do it. Uh, I think I thought it was time, and uh, I'm really glad I did. I'm really glad you did, too, because I think that your reviews are really honest. There's a lot of times where you just completely praise her, and then other times you're just like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, well, because, you know, it's really funny for me going through this journey. Uh, the one thing I learned that I didn't know is that Jessica, 
is a vocalist, which is not something from listening to these boots are made from walking or a little bit you would ever know. And I'll never forget, you know, reacting. And, you know, the first song that you hear, like we're skipping the Jesus album for now, um, uh, is I Want to Love You Forever. And I, to this day, can't get over how, I can't even put it into words how astounding and incredible that piece is. The way her voice just absolutely soars. Um, It's, oh my gosh, like thinking about it right now, I get goosebumps. It's such a good song. I agree. My favorite performance of her doing that is actually on the Rosie O'Donnell show. I did watch that. I did. You did. Isn't it just like mind blowing how good her live vocals were during that time? Well, it's just amazing. So it's like, obviously I listened to the album and I'm like, okay, this was done in the studio. Let's see how it was do how it was done live. And then you watch it live and you're like, oh, um, Jessica, you can do it live too. It's, I was, uh, I was actually taken aback by that too. And I was like, Miss, Miss Simpson. Um, ah, she was, uh, little baby Jessica. I love it. I know me too. And I think that had she continued on that path and you said this in your videos, rather than the label pressuring her to sound more like Britney. And then also I think her own experimenting with more breathy vocals and, and different vocal affectations. I personally think that vocally she was kind of mismanaged and you touched on that a little bit in your videos. I was wondering if you can touch on that more because I basically have the same opinion. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, she has this great voice. And the one thing, especially with a lot of what you can hear on the debut album, is that a lot of it is very Celine-esque, very Mariah-esque, not in just in terms of style of vocal, but even with the way it's written. Like, whenever I hear I Want to Love You Forever, and if I'm ever, like, you know, lip-syncing to it in myself in my room, I, I, the mannerisms I seem to put with my hands, you know, if you're just doing it, is very Celine-esque. Uh, and I feel that it's a shame at the time that her label, now granted Jessica should always be Jessica, but she clearly has this really, really good voice. And the problem is, is that they didn't want her to use it. Uh, it's, it's, it's really much, so much a shame too, because I mean, if you think about it at the time, you have also Brittany and Christina. And while Christina did get the opportunity to showcase her vocals, she also was able to do more fun music, especially even in some of the stuff on Stripped. And it's a shame that the label was like, okay, we get that you have the good voice, but please just sound like Britney. That's all we really want, like in a way to promote things. But then what gets me is that they did, if Irresistible is what they wanted to use to promote that type of sound, they barely promoted it. So I don't get what they were going for at the end of the day. And I also wonder, you know, especially, you know, as busy as she was, I'm assuming she didn't have much time to study with a really good vocal coach, someone who could still keep her with a good voice. You know what I mean? Apparently now, though, somebody, she must be working with somebody because that cover of Particles that she posted in November, I think, oh my goodness, somebody has been putting in some work and I'm excited to see what comes next with that. Yes, exactly. Me too, because I think that her vocals, even during the Irresistible era, there's so many ballads on that album Mm -hmm. that she actually does sound really, really great on. I think she sounds better than on In This Skin, which is definitely an amazing album and an album that all Jessica fans love because it was the first time that she was really able to do the kind of music that she totally wanted to do. But yet, in a weird way, it doesn't line up with better vocals. It's like the lyrics are better and the, you know, melodies are better than a lot of the other songs that she did before. And she has more freedom, but the vocals don't always 
line up with that elevated quality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I always try to be super honest on this podcast. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I love Jessica and Ashley, but I don't want to be the kind of fan that just everything they do, I'm like, oh, my God, queen, because yeah. <laughs> I don't – I want it to be real, you know, because then – my opinion doesn't really matter because I'm just going to say everything's perfect. So I actually noticed a comment on one of your videos that I thought was exactly what we're talking about and insightful to that whole thing. So I'm actually going to read it. Okay. Um, it's from Brian Melnick and it says, I hated the airy vocal affectation she used on this album. This is in the skin. And this was where her belting technique became truly bizarre. Her big notes sounded very constricted and muted due to her awkward placement of them between her larynx and nasal cavity with absolutely zero support from the diaphragm. That's why they sounded so thin and unpleasant. This technique is also extremely damaging because it promotes an overcompression and almost grinding of the vocal cords. Power belting without an open throat is a surefire way to damage your voice. So that's like what I've been trying to say, but because this man must be, yeah. <laughs> he's very educated in this topic. Like I've been trying to say that for the past year on this podcast. And <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Um, but yeah. I, I get totally what he's saying. The note that comes to mind, especially within the skin. Uh, oh, it's, it's the song. It's the third one. Um, my way home. Yeah. My way home. It's where she has that weird belt in the middle of it and it doesn't sound quite right. And I'm like, and the problem is, is that, you know, she could do it better. Yes. That's what gets me. Yeah, that's what it, gets me. It really gets me because it it's funny that they wanted her to be like Britney because when you watch um, Britney's pre-fame videos and you hear that voice and her belting yeah. and you're like, wait, this is a different singer than what we've been presented. And I like yeah. the the pop star Britney voice. I think she has a great voice throughout her whole career, but it's a shame that they wouldn't let her sing in her real voice. Yeah. And there's also a, a video of Jessica in a chorus line when she was still yes. in high school. You've you seen know, that? It, it's so funny you bring that up. That's probably one of my earliest memories of uh, Jessica Simpson, now that I think about it. I, you know, it's funny. This has been brought up to me a few times on the on my channel. They're like, have you seen this? I think it was probably when I was a freshman or a sophomore in college studying for musical theater. And someone was like, have you ever seen the video of Jessica Simpson singing from a chorus line? And I was like, no, I haven't. Um, and I do remember watching that because she's singing. What's the song? Isn't it like the music in the mirror or... I can't remember the title. I don't really like a yeah. I don't really like a chorus line, so <laughs> but I do remember seeing it. Yeah, and she's great in it. She's, she's singing her little heart out. I'll tell you that much. Yes, she is a Broadway star. Yes, video. You like you watch that video and you think, wait, this is a person who could have been on Broadway. Yeah, like this is yeah. different from what we all saw, and I think that as much as I love the in the skin album and that whole era of her career with newlyweds and everything i think that that is what holds me back from just being like the biggest stan of her music at that time because there's just something that doesn't align and it's such a shame because i love her so much and i and i do think the album was a huge step forward for her but i don't think that she's ever really stepped into her own as a vocalist i don't think that she's ever sounded as good as she did on her first album and those first live performances. And I'm hoping that with Particles, which was a very stripped down, just her sitting there singing with a piano, I'm just really hoping that we're headed in that direction for the future. That would be, especially because, like, I think that would be so good for her. 
Uh, someone was, I forgot who messaged me on Instagram the other day, but someone said she needs to have her Adele moment. And I was like, you know what? You're right. It really needs to come back to her voice. I think, uh, especially because I'm telling you, there's no way she's not training with a vocalist if she sounded that good on on that Particles thing, because even in listening to the songs for the open book, audiobook, I can definitely tell that her voice uh, has definitely had time to rest, that's for sure, but it has like this deeper tone to it, and I love it. But I feel it goes even more elevated with this Particles cover, and I'm just, uh, I really hope she has something in the works for us, because I think that would be amazing. Yes, I agree. She has to be working with someone, because even on the on the open book tracks, her voice sounded a lot better. Yeah, that's A lot for sure. less throaty. Yeah. You had never heard any of her songs except the ones that you mentioned. After going through all of these albums, obviously we touched a little bit on her vocals, but what is your general opinion of Jessica as a musical artist now? Uh, how do I put this into words? Um, the best way I could describe it is that there are many good aspects, I think, to her music. But I feel like we should have gotten, if you're just really focusing on the debut album, I really feel like she should have had a very different career than how everything panned out. If in a perfect world, you know, I, I didn't really grow up with newlyweds, so I don't really have a connection to newlyweds. I do wonder how the career could have changed had she stayed focused on doing music, uh, because I feel like that, that kind of got a little sidelined, you know, especially with the, the Jessica Simpson collection, which, you know, has brought her more money than the music ever has. So, I mean, how can we matter her for that? But I feel my big takeaway is that it could have been something drastically different. Um, but what we got is rather interesting in itself, too. Yeah, I'm with you. It's almost sad that, like, it's, I, I get what you're saying, because it's, it's hard to say that, oh, this didn't work out, because look at her life and her career is amazing, you know. But yeah. in a way, the collection doing so well allowed her to just not have to really work on the music thing. Whereas yeah. maybe another artist who was just touring and stuff would have, like, really pushed it harder with the albums, you know? Yeah. So what about her sister Ashley? Are you planning mm -hmm. on doing a, a reaction to her albums, too? She has been one that has been suggested very much, too. And it, like like Jessica, I actually only know two Ashley Simpson songs. Obviously, um, oh, well, what's it called? Pieces, Pieces of Me. Um, I'm very familiar with the song, very familiar with the scandal on SNL. Um, and the other song I know, I actually learned from Miss Miley Cyrus, which is Kicking and Screaming, which uh, I guess is a, what, a bonus track for mm -hmm. Ashley and one of hers, but uh, um, Miley used it to open the, what was that EP, the Time of Our Lives EP. Um, so I do know those two, and I definitely think it could be interesting to go through her. In my perfect world, I would have loved to have done Ashley Simpson April, but I already have ABBA booked for April to do them. So hopefully, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking maybe in May. We'll have to see, because a lot of people have been suggesting I do Mandy Moore as well, which I'm like, hmm, that could be interesting, considering I only know two songs by her as well. Uh, and I think we'll have to see, but I definitely do foresee it happening, because Ashley only has three albums, right? Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, so Unfortunately, well, um, well, yeah, I definitely can foresee it happening, and I've been told from a lot of people that they do think that, despite her only having three, that her discography is a little better, technically, than Jessica's. I'm not sure if you agree with that or not, but that's what I've been hearing a lot of. Her first album, I think, is better than probably 90% of Jessica's songs, if I'm being okay. honest. A lot of the <laughs> Jessica stands listening are going to, like, scream at me, but... 
I really think autobiography is a masterpiece. I think it's such a rare thing for someone that young with such little training and little experience to release an album that good uh, Mm -hmm. is very rare. So we'll see how the songs sound to you being heard for the first time all these years later. But for me, that album was like seminal and just I, I didn't ever connect with a Jessica album on that level. That said, I do love Jessica's music. So you and I have come up with this episode that we're going to do today. Yes. And we're going to each share our lists, see how similar they are, of Jessica's top 10 songs off of her main major albums. So I don't know about you. I didn't count the first unreleased album. I didn't count yeah, Christmas. I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't you know, do that either. I don't think we need, we don't need the sure thing as a single, that's for sure. No, we're good. We're good there. Yeah. And I didn't count the open book songs, did you? Uh, you know, I was going to bring that up to you at the end, because my number 10 could be switched out with an open book one, but we'll worry about that, I think, when we get to that. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I didn't include it, but either way, it's fine. And I'm going to go in chronological order because I'm really bad with hicking my favorites, ranking top song ever or anything like that. I don't like doing that because it gives me anxiety (laughs) as if this is like a written in stone thing that I'll be judged for forever. I don't like, I don't know. I don't like ranking things. So I'm just going to go in chronological order. Okay. Okay. So do you have anything from her first album on this list? I I will say (laughs) out of my 10 songs um four of them are actually from the first album wow love that i love that okay so just to remind you guys we decided not to include singles on this list because you know how much i love jessica's singles I, i mean basically like almost all her singles would be my whole list so that's why i said let's exclude her singles everyone knows those we can give some spotlight to the other songs that a lot of people don't pay that much attention to so this yes. I put one song from Sweet Kisses oh, on wow. my list. That's very, that's very different from mine already. Well, I, I think that you and I are going to have an interesting conversation here because from watching your videos, there's some songs that you do not like at all that are like, I love the, those okay. songs and vice versa. So it should be an interesting discourse here. So the song I picked is the title track, Sweet Kisses. Oh my God, we have one that matches up already. Yay! That's it's so funny. Beautiful. I love that song. It is. I think especially, you know, I think it's really good to release a single that's also the same name as your album that can help with album sales tremendously. And what is so nice about the song is that it lives up to its title. It feels like a sweet little kiss. Uh, I still find it crazy to think that Britney, it was originally going to be a Britney Spears song and they said, mm, nah, and then it ended up with Jessica. Um, thank goodness. <laughs> yes. Um, I think she sells it really well, and I think it just sounds absolutely lovely, and I think it would have been a nice mid-tempo. Well, it's, well, no, it's still kind of slow, but it's not like a ballad. Um, but I think it would have been really nice for the radio, I do. Yeah, I agree, and I could totally see it being on Baby One More Time as well. It kind of gives me almost from the bottom of my broken heart or something. I was thinking the same thing just now. I was like, that's the one that it reminds me of probably. Yeah, I really love Britney's first album. I think it's kind of underrated, and I think the whole vibe from that music video with the sunflowers and the porch swing and everything, like, I could see mm-hmm. Jessica doing a video just like that for this song. Yeah, yeah, and I think the uh, the lyrics, I think, are a good contrast to the melodies because the lyrics are very frank. She's like, oh, you know, you didn't have enough money to take me out, but it's okay. I don't care. I just want to kiss yeah. you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay, so what's your second choice from this album? 
Okay, so, well, technically this, because Sweet Kisses was my third, um, but, it, you know, it matched up with yours. So, technically, my first, um, or second, if you will, uh, is The Woman in Me, which features Destiny's Child. I am in shock that they had Destiny's Child for this song and that they didn't release it as a single. It makes zero to no sense to me, especially because it would have been something very different from the, for the radio at the time. Women talking about looking at themselves in the mirror and being proud of who they see. Uh, it's... It's so weird to me that they didn't decide to release this because it's so good. And Jessica holds her own with Destiny's Child, too, which makes it even more fantastic. I agree. This is such a missed opportunity. It's insane. I think they didn't do that because it was right before Destiny's Child really popped. And I think that they were more concerned with, oh, her and Nick, they're a famous couple. He's in 98 Degrees. We're going to do Where You Are. Like, she does the ballads. Like, So I think... Yeah that that made sense but why not release another single with yeah. <laughs> destiny's child you know i know it's 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 crazy to me especially because i would consider it a better song than where you are but i they didn't see it that way at the time but um yeah that to me is a big misfire that they didn't do that and I, again like you said destiny's child wasn't quite as big yet but uh, just looking back it's so hard to be like how could you not I know. I really wish that her dad or her, her label pushed that because she has always had a good relationship with Beyonce and Destiny's Child. And had this single gone somewhere, they could have done another song together and another yeah. song together and had a whole thing going on, you know? Yeah. What's your next song? Uh, my next song is Final Heartbreak. That's a cute one. It is. Um, I, I think I picked it. Let me see. Because I thought it would be a good contrast um to what, what was the one um the, the it was the third single for the album oh i think i'm in love yes i think it would have been a nice contrast you know jessica a little sassy uh a little i i mean it's kind of nice I, I don't know it's hard to describe but i think it, I, again i just think it could have been nice for the radio and you know what i'm gonna tie this in if you don't mind with the fourth choice i have which is also for that album it was hard to pick between these two but i got my eyes on you it was something yes. about little sassy, or not, what's the word? <laughs> sassy Jessica, uh, that to me just felt right. And it felt like a contrast to all of the other singles that were out. Have you seen her performance of I've Got My Eyes on You from the Disney Channel special? Oh, I have not. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, make sure you watch it. It's, uh, it's part of like an hour-long, really cute special that she did. Ashley's in it with her, and it's just mm. really cute. And she performs this as the opening number, and... She is just giving it her all, like, especially reading her book, which I know that you just did, mm -hmm. going through all of the stories about how difficult it was for her to be pushed to do certain kinds of music that she didn't want to do and to act like yeah. Britney and look like Britney and having to starve herself and all these kinds of things. You would never know from this performance. Like, she is giving it her all. She is killing it. She's singing live and full out dancing. She has on, like, the typical Britney outfit and everything. It's oh, just... Gosh. It's so good, and it's so 1999. Like, it, she's just giving it that early 2000s pop star thing so hard. She is playing the part, honey. It's just so good. Oh, wow. I'll have to definitely check it out. So next we're moving on to whatever songs we have off Irresistible. Mm -hmm. I know from your review, I definitely like this album a little bit more than you do. Do I think it's a masterpiece? No. Um, <laughs> but I have three songs from this album. Okay. What do you have from this album? I, I do have one. Um, okay. I have There You Were. Yeah, I have that too. 
Yeah, because there's something that is just really great about that ballad. It feels like a Disney song almost, like a Disney movie soundtrack ballad to me. And Mark Anthony sounds really good. I think it plays, it, it's a song that on that album really plays to her strengths. Um, and I think it, they just sound really good together. I definitely enjoy it more than uh, there, where was it? There, where you are? Yeah, where you are. I really like this one. I, I've listened to it quite a few times since then. And it just, it, it makes me feel inspired. And that's always a good thing. I agree. It's very powerful. And we touched on this when we did our Irresistible album review, which was about a year ago now. But again, how could they not release this as a single with Mark Anthony being basically a god to all Latin American people and countries? <laughs> I know. They're, cra they're crazy. It's like they complained that Jessica wasn't selling, but then they didn't do anything to help her sell. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so weird to me. I know. I'm like, was that marketing on her? Like, you, you yeah. had one of the biggest stars. And at that time, he wasn't just big with Latin American communities. He was huge because of, what's that song? Tell me, baby girl, because I need to know <laughs> that song. Like, he had crossed over majorly. And uh, I don't know. I think it's a really really big missed opportunity because there's so much passion in this song and there's footage of them recording it together like I don't know why that wasn't they could have done a video and everything it would have been so great I yeah. just want to be in charge of her career moving forward because I'm like ready to make something happen you know what to do you'd be yes. like we'll never repeat any same mistake you ever made Jessica I got you yes so that was your only song from Irresistible yes okay so I know you don't like the song because I watched your review mm -hmm. But one of my all-time favorite Jessica songs, a song that I, the last year, this has definitely been my most played Jessica song, Forever in Your Eyes. I would like to say that as, uh, since I do film reactions, uh, it, that's the first reaction I had to it. I didn't really like it. This one has grown on me. I will give you that much. Good. <laughs> I would like to say that. Good, because no shade, but I do think you have an unpopular opinion as far as the first reaction, because from what I've heard, this song is so huge with stands. Like, we are all just at a loss for words. Why wasn't this a single? I mean, I think her two singles from this album are really strong. I love Irresistible and a little bit. Mm -hmm. But this song, to me, it's like the perfect blend of a ballad and a faster sexier edgier song yeah and i love the lyrics i think they're so sensual and romantic i love the beat of the song one thing i did agree with you is that like this song is a little dated they they put those like 2000 sounds in it you know yeah which was not necessary especially with jessica's voice but this song i oh my god i love it i sing it in my car all the time i like, passionately <laughs> sing like i'm lying next to the love of my life and i just go off so Love that one. I'm glad it has grown on you. And the other song I have from this album is When You Told Me You Loved Me. Oh, you know, that I probably would have added that myself too, but I was thinking in my head, I'm like, would this have been a single that could have been really successful? And I didn't see that happening with this one, so that's why I didn't pick it, but I do really love this one. It's so hauntingly beautiful. I agree. It's very haunting. I love the chorus. I love that it's this long um, sentence, like, when you told me you loved me, did you know it would take me the rest of my life? You know, like, know. It's, it's, uh... it's beautiful, and I love her vocals on this. I feel like they didn't force the Britney in this one, you know, actually, like, she actually yeah. really sings on this, and it, it, you feel for her so much, you know, you're like, 
girl, he left. I, you know, we didn't know that was going to happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. great. It's a beautiful song, and I like it a lot more than any of her more recent ballads, I have to say. Okay. I mean, like, Particles, we're getting back to, like, what Jessica really is, but, yeah. like, as far as on public affair, do you know, like, to me, even in the skin, like, this is more of the kind of ballad that I want from her is, like, the ballads that sound like they could be on a 90s Mariah album or, like you were saying, Celine, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, next, let's move on to In the Skin. Huge, huge album for Jessica. Her first album that actually exceeded expectations and made people consider her a real musical artist as opposed to just you're a Britney wannabe, which she wasn't even yeah. a Britney wannabe. <laughs> they, the, her label told her to do that. She wasn't even wanting to be like that. Yeah. So I have four songs from this album. How many do you have? I have three. Okay, cool. What is your first one? My first one is I Have Loved You. I have that one too. Uh, Yeah, to me, this is just pure adult contemporary radio. I, I could hear this a million times and I don't think I'd ever get sick of it. It just, again, it has this... It, it how do I put this because like the last song we talked about it has like this haunting quality this one in a weird way it's almost haunting too but almost like a good memory in a sense I, I, I really don't know how to describe it but there's something that feels very comfortable with it and I love how she sounds on it it does have a mysterious quality to it because you're not really sure if this song is like post breakup or not yeah because she's talking about the past and I think it's it's almost about one of those relationships where you love the person so much, but for whatever reason, you're just not compatible. And she's kind of saying to this person, like, look, this did not work out, but all of these beautiful things remind me of you. And I will always love you. And just like, always know that this happened. This was a moment in life that was important to me. And I love all of the, the references to nature, which is a very common thread on this entire album. We did two episodes breaking down this album. <laughs> and if you look at the lyrics on almost every song, she brings up some kind of nature. And this one is like the blue crystal sky, the sun reflected in your eyes, the pink sunset, the blue seaside. I just think it's a really beautiful love song and kind of sad and, and melancholy. Does that still, does that theme still ring true if you add in the two reissue tracks as well? Uh, so Take With My an- Breath Away and Angels? Yeah, and Angels. Honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of those two. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's very fair. I don't think so, though, right? I mean... Yeah, because I'm, I'm really glad that I didn't listen to the album, like, with the reissue track listing, because to me, those two songs do not feel any way connected to this album whatsoever. No, they don't. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I've talked about this before. Like, I find it baffling, like, confounding. Like, a- any word you can think of that means confused is how yeah. I feel about what they did with this because she was so huge. She was at the height of her fame. She had this huge single with With You, and then she has this great album full of songs, which I could make an argument for why almost every song on this album could be a single. Mm-hmm. And they put out two covers. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Yeah, and they're not even like, I mean, Angels, I think, is probably a better song than Take My Breath Away. I know that that's such a huge hit and is near and dear to people's hearts, um, but I never had any attachment to that song. So for me... Well, you know, I could argue for you that probably the reason why you aren't attached is because Jessica doesn't seem all that attached to them either. Like, when I hear her sing them, it does not sound like there's any connection. It just sounds, she's like, how 
hard can I belt this? It doesn't. It doesn't feel natural to me. Those two songs, and I get that she loves them, but I, and something was off to me about those two. I agree. I think that Angels is a step above Take My Breath Away. I think that one, um, during certain performances, feels more connected. But okay. Take My Breath Away, it. She did a million interviews when she was promoting that single, and. Every single time she would tell this story about her, how when she was with Nick, he was playing this song for her and how Nick was the only person who ever literally took her breath away that when she kissed him, she she fell back onto a wall because she literally had her breath taken away. So it's funny that you say that because she does feel a deep connection to it, but it was not uh, articulated through her vocal performance, in my opinion. Yeah. So like, I agree with you too. It, it's just... Like when I, I almost never listen to Take My Breath Away, I have to say. And I know so many stands are going to be like, what? Because those singles <laughs> did, they did pretty well, yeah. you know? So it's, it's strange. I don't really get it. So let's see. What's your next song from this album? Uh, it's going to have to be Forbidden Fruit. Um, what, what I like about the two, because uh, it's so funny, because as we all know, Jessica, Jessica loves Jesus. Um, and, <laughs> and I find the two songs she used with the religious metaphors in here really interesting. I mean, Sweetest Sin is a single, so we don't get, we don't really have to talk about it too much, but it's very, you get what it's going for. But, uh, when you analyze Forbidden Fruit, it was not what I thought it was, especially because the line is, if you swear to me that it it's not a sin. And I'm like, so are you trying to say that the, like, the little, you know, you know what she's doing there is not a sin? And I'm like, huh. This is interesting to me that, that she's using that type of metaphor uh, for for this type of song. And I think it's a really fun one, too. I did see a video on YouTube of her performing it, and she looked like she was having the time of her life doing it. Was it in the pink dress? Oh, I don't remember. I, I, don't, I, I don't remember what she was wearing, uh, to, to be honest. But I do, like I said, I do remember she looked like she was. And I think that's what works, too, is that because you have Irresistible with songs that are sexy that she's not comfortable with. She seems really comfortable with Forbidden Fruit, and I like that about it. Yes, I agree. She co-wrote this song, so I think that it was more in line with what she wanted to do. And it does sound a little bit experimental. Like it's not exactly what the other girls were doing at the time. It definitely flirts with the whole, okay, I'm a pop star, so I have to be sexual thing, but it just feels a little bit more authentic. Yeah, for sure. So what is your third song from the album? Uh, That would be In This Skin. Me too. I have that on mine too. Again, you know, title matching the album. But again, a song that's talking about being beautiful in your own skin, especially after how this poor woman was just... And this is even really truly before, like, it got too bad. Um, but just the, what she's been through with, like, the comments about her weight. In reading the book and learning about the mom jeans incident, and you look at the photo and you're like, she looks fantastic. And according to the world, she was the fattest woman who ever lived. And you're like what were we as a society in 2008 like it's crazy isn't that mind-boggling yeah yeah it's it it was it was so sad it really makes no sense and this song was such a huge inspiration to me uh at a young age because i've been performing my whole life and i've faced some of the same issues thank god i didn't have to be on stage in front of the world with millions of people calling me fat or you know, saying that I didn't have a good voice or that I didn't deserve success or, you know, whatever. But 
I just think it was really powerful for her to come out with a song like this because this song is a little bit ahead of its time. You said this in your video as well, that a lot of the girls were not singing about this yet. They were thinking it, but they were kind of keeping it all in. And it's only later that all of this has come out that has just been like, are you kidding me? You can't really treat people this way, even if they are rich and famous, you know? Yeah. The other two songs that I have from this album, the first one is... No, I have kind of an unpopular opinion here. I'll even stands, a lot of them don't love the song. I love it. It's called Everyday See You. Yes, that is one that I'm not as into, but I... Well, look, tell me, why do you like this one so much? It's just, it's not typical Jessica, but she really did a good job of selling it for me. I just feel like it's... This song to me, it makes me think of being like, on a sailboat on a warm day with the person you love with like the waves going a little bit it's just like it's very dreamy and I love the lyrics I love that they express that feeling when you're with someone and you feel really comfortable and you feel like this is forever you know whether it is or it isn't but in that moment you just feel like it doesn't matter what else happens to me because I get to see you every single day so whatever I face during the day it doesn't matter because at the end of the day I get to be with you and all the rest of the day washes away because I've definitely felt that way before about someone so I feel like it was a good expression of that okay I think you know you explaining to me like that actually made me like the song a little more now that I am thinking about it I'm gonna have to go through and re-listen to it though um (laughs) I don't know if this is crazy but you know what I just thought about it this song reminds me of a song that's on a public affair, but the name of it, I can't, oh my God, where it's, she's like spinning around, what is it? Spinning around. Walking around in a circle. Walking around in a circle. There's like a similar vibe between those two to me. I don't know if that's just me making something up in my head, but it made me think of that just now. Yeah, no, I can totally see that. And then the other one that I have is uh, one that most Jessica fans feel like, how on earth was this not a single? Because it fits in so well with all the newlywed stuff. It's B. B. And that was... Oh, that's the ending of the album. Yes. It's like one of those cheesy romantic songs. It's almost like too much for me. Like Even when I was a kid, I remember listening to it and being like, whoa, this is really like the end of a romantic comedy. Like this is serious, serious, cheesy romance. But I think it went really well with what she was experiencing at the time. Like I'm not a huge Nick fan now uh, because of how he treated our newlyweds and stuff, but I like the, uh, it's almost like manifesting, you know, these lyrics, Mm -hmm. how she's saying, you know, I can see us moving mountains, I can see us having babies, I see this whole life for us that we're going to have together. It's just a very optimistic, romantic song. And she sounds so pretty on it. She does, it definitely is one that rings true to her, that's for sure. Yeah, and I just don't understand why you would release a Take My Breath Away, a song that yeah reminds you of nick but this is actually a song that you wrote about him (laughs) yeah (laughs) and they totally could have done a whole newlyweds thing with this and everything but you know time moves on we have to get over that these were not singles but when i was uh before i came on here with you i was watching your in the skin and you listened to i have loved you and you were applauding yeah. And I wrote on my story, I was like, I'm going to get along with him because he said this should be a single. And that's all, like literally every episode, any any Jessica or Ashley song we're talking about, I'm like, this should have been a single. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so pretty. 
It is. If I ever make merch, it's just going to say, like, this should have been a single. <laughs> yeah. If, that, if Jessica ever does a concert again, that's what you'll come wearing. Oh, oh my God. Don't even it's get It's not me. too late, Jessica. It's over 10 years ago, but we can still make this single. <laughs> I mean, re-release everything. Jessica's version. Yeah. There Jessica's version or, you know, like, maybe some vinyl releases. That would be a dream. <gasps> oh, I know. There's this one Instagram account that makes these fake, not, I mean... They're real graphics that this person makes, and they're beautiful, like, as if mm-hmm. the vinyl had been created uh, and what it I would love, look like. I love pages like that. It, it's, it, But it also hurts because you see it and you think, oh, my God, it's finally getting a vinyl release, and then you're like, no, it's not. I know. I know. It is disappointing, but they should hire these people to make them because they do they really such a good should. job. They should. Okay, so next we have a public affair. Now, I have not fully done – a review of this album yet on this podcast so I haven't really let people know that much of my thoughts about this album and I know that you were not a huge fan so do you have any songs from this album on your list I do ha- I have two um one I'm not as enthusiastic about but one I'm like okay yeah this should have been a single I think you know in giving a public affair a few re-listens you know since filming the reaction before I get started on the single that I think was robbed I do have to say and I, I know again we're not supposed to really be talking about the singles but I just say a public affair I think is easily one of Jessica's best songs I have listened to it probably 20 times since I filmed my reaction video I love it so much. The sample of Diana Ross's Ain't No Mountain High Enough is so adorable. I think it's just exactly, it's a it's a perfect summer song. It just makes me absolutely happy every time I listen to it. With that also being said, it amazes me that they countered that with I Belong to Me, which I think is just an absolute clunker of a song. And I still cannot believe that Diane Moore wrote it. That doesn't make any sense to me. But if you ask me the one single that was robbed or should have been a single from this album is Easily Boy. Um, I think that it's such a fun, incredible song. I like that it talks a little bit somewhat about what could be her relationship with Nick, but it's just also, it would have been such a hit in the clubs had they released it, and it's such a shame that it didn't see the light of day as a single. You know, that's really interesting because, as you also mentioned in your video, Jessica made a point to not have a divorce album like Nick's. Yeah. So Nick's album, What's Left of Me, was so heavy-handedly like, I am sad. I am a sad, sad, lonely man. Um, And (laughs) Jessica went in the opposite direction. She was like, woohoo, I'm going to go party with Eva Longoria. I'm I'm dancing. I'm licking Andy Dick. Like, it's all good. I'm happy. I'm free. I'm fine. But then you said boy is, or B-O-Y or whatever, is kind of like in some ways about Nick. And I do think that she slipped in little things here and there yeah. about him, right? Like just because the album isn't overtly like I'm sad and divorced now like his, you can pick up little things. And then I think there's much more about him on Do You Know? Because that album to me is all, it's Nick, John Mayer, and Tony Romo, like all yeah. wrapped in a big bow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I do remember when I read the book too, when she's like talking in it and she's like, and I went to record my next album, a public affair. And she's like, I didn't want to talk about my divorce and I wanted it to be all fun. And I remember reading it and I was like, what? I was like, cause that was the album I was most looking forward to. Cause I was like, she really had something to say and she didn't really say a whole lot of it. And that kind of made me a little upset because I did know quite a bit of Nick's what's left of me album. And I'm like, he went all in about her. 
And I'm like, I was so ready for her to do the same. And then it just, it, that didn't happen. And I just think that had the album, and especially the title is so misleading too, like a public affair, you know, her mm-hmm. and Nick were a, a public affair to everybody. They knew about them, you know, it's, it's, it was so jarring to me and I've come to terms with it. I've let, I've let it, you know, <laughs> talk through um, it in therapy. Yeah. But I, I do think that she should have maybe mixed it up a little bit and maybe been a little more heavy handed with some of the Nick Lachey stuff in it. Because I think, and it, but again, it's hard because she didn't want to have that public persona of just talking about Nick. And it's like, I get it. But also, I want you to take him down, Jessica. Like, I want him to go down. <laughs> so it's it's hard. It's really hard. I agree, because those breakup albums sometimes are the best music that people release, right? I know. I think instantly of Madonna's um, MDNA, where one song she's like, I'm going crazy in the club. Next, I want to shoot you dead. Next, you took <laughs> all my money. It's it's just, it's, it's great. I love it. I love a divorce album. Yes, well... I am a huge fan of Gwen Stefani and her album, What? oh, this is what the truth feels like, right after she was cheated on by her trash husband, Gavin Rossdale. She did this great album where she had just met Blake Shelton, so half the songs are her devastated, angry, depressed, heartbroken, and then half the songs are her madly in love, moving on, and I think it's the perfect album to have released because it's like half of it is in love and half of it is heartbroken so it, I think that that would have been a better direction for Jessica to go in but at the same time I respect the decision because she didn't want to rest on her laurels of you know she wasn't trying to squeeze every last drop of the newlywed yeah. popularity she was just like I'm moving on so I I wanted more songs about that situation but at the same time I I totally understand what her yeah. thought process was. And I also love that song. I think that song is really fun. And I think it's kind of underrated in the Jessica community too. Do you know what the fact, because it's B-O-Y, you know, spaced out, is that supposed to stand for something kind of like Mariah Carey's Hate You? Or is that not known? I don't know. I have no idea. That's a good point though. Because I'm like, are you trying to like spell us out something? You know what I mean? Um, but I, I, I couldn't find anything about that when I was looking it up online. DM me, everybody. Let me know. What does that yeah. mean? What do, you, what do, do we have any guesses? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's obvious and I'm just not, it's not clicking. But I d- actually never even thought about that. I just kind of thought it was like a gimmick of the word boy. Yeah, but... that could be. It's probably what it is. Yeah, it totally, I mean, it could have a deeper meaning though. So let me yeah. know. So I have one song from this album on this list and it's one of my all-time favorite Jessica songs and it is Walking Round in a Circle. Okay, one that I don't remember being very kind to, but I would like to say it has grown on me a little more. Yes, I know that you didn't love the song, but in your video you did say that you appreciated some of the lyrics and some of my favorite lyrics that she's ever written are in this. Derek, who is one of Jessica's biggest fans. Shout out, Derek. I know you're listening. He has the lyrics tattooed on him from this song. Oh, wow. Which is, how can I be my best if I never fail? How can I ever find peace if I never yell? I think there's like something missing from this song, but I don't know what it is. But I love the sample of Stevie Nicks and... I love the lyrics. It was a really different direction for her. It doesn't sound like, you know, anything else on this album. I Now I see what you mean that I can kind of connect the vibes to Everyday See You because obviously that's on my list too. So obviously I like this side of Jessica. They're both very atmospheric songs. 
Mm -hmm. I think that's what why I probably think that they sounded a little similar to me. And I think I've felt this way so many times in my life where like I have good thoughts and I'm feeling I'm ready to move on to the next phase of my life, but I somehow feel like I'm walking around in a circle. Like I just can't exactly get there's good things happening, but I can't exactly like break out of what I've been doing. So I feel like yeah. that is a very relatable notion as well. Yeah. Okay, so you put B O Y on the list, and what's your other one? So this would technically be my last one. So it's it's really so this one is the one that can be switched out for something from Open Book, but I picked Fired Up mostly because it to me sounds like an outtake from Paris Hilton's album so I'm always going to respect that and I think it would have maybe been a better contrast had it been maybe like I don't I don't know I don't think foresee foresee it as going like anywhere crazy but I think I would have preferred it over um I belong to me but if mm -hmm. I could replace this one out with one from Open Book it would have been Heartbeat which I think is just an amazing song from Jessica I agree I love love Heartbeat yeah fired up I'm just not like like, I, I I don't know. I would love to hear what she thinks of that song because, to me, with her, the direction was not Scott Storch and the vibe of this song. Like, this song is not a Jessica song to me. It's almost yeah, like Yeah, no, it's she, definitely not. Yeah, it's like somebody played it at the club and she was just like, oh, I'll, I, I guess I'll do this song. Like, it doesn't feel connected to her, whereas something like Forbidden Fruit feels yeah. more like a Jessica vibe yeah. to me, you know? It, yeah, like I said, I want to say I agree with everything you said. Really, it, at the end of the day, it, are you familiar with the Paris Hilton album? Yes. At all? Uh, it just, to me, it literally sounds like a knockoff of it. And I feel like in my life, I've never heard anything else that sounds like the Paris Hilton album. So I was just like, you know what? I understand that this is not you, Jessica, but I, I, I admire the, um, the Paris Hilton sound. <laughs> Yeah, this album is all over the place. Like, she was just yeah. trying a lot of different things here. It was almost like she was trying to find herself and who she was as an artist because, yeah, you 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 look at a song like Fired Up versus a song like Walking Around in a Circle versus yeah. a song like I Belong to Me. It's like, what is this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and even like Swing With Me, like where it just becomes back to basics and you're like, what what's happening here? I have no idea what happened with that song and also Push Your Tush. Yeah. Like, I get it. She's Jessica. She's Southern and stuff. But, like, those two so songs I literally never listened to. I remember when this album came out, like, it was yesterday. I was so into this album. And I still listen to Walk Around in a Circle, Back to You, and Between You and I. Like, those are, like, sister songs for me. Yeah. I've listened to them a lot. But some of the other things that she did on this album just totally do not connect with me. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, like, it's all over the place. Yeah, that's for sure. So you don't have any songs from Do You Know? Uh, I think that the ones they picked were fine. I just don't think that Do You Know is a strong single album or singles album. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's a good, like, this is what I was thinking. I was like, if I ever was to rank Jessica's albums, I'd have a hard time picking if I wanted to put A Public Affair or um, Do You Know, because I feel like A Public Affair is all over the place. But I come with it like humming a few tunes. Whereas Do You Know, I think is a better body of work, but it's not as noticeable. It's, which is also kind of what it's going for, but it just feels like you listen to it and you're like, okay, that was, that was good. I, I, I'm, I, it does, it's not my favorite. You know what I mean? I think the country works well on her. I just think that, how do I put this? It felt very, like there were songs that sounded like they could have just gone to Carrie Underwood or things like that. I don't think she found she showed that she could work in the genre, but she didn't show in the album that she could make the genre her own. 
I definitely hear you on that. I love this album, but it's definitely never the first one that I reach for with yeah. Jessica. Like, I have to be in the right mood because I'm really not a country girl. <laughs> I'm not really a Carrie Underwood fan. Like, I acknowledge the talent and everything, but I don't, like, listen yeah. to Carrie Underwood, you know. Um, but I feel you on that. There's, like, a lot of Carrie Underwood on this album. It's, it's very Carrie-inspired, it sounds like. A little Shania-inspired, but, like, without yeah. the hits you know yeah but yeah my last song is from this album and it's called when i loved you like that okay again just i think so relatable of what we go through in relationships and now we know the whole backstory from the from the book with this the song is about john mayer like very clearly and oh what hell he put her through i'm still so mad at him you know it's really funny in reading this book um i i don't know why because i'm not i'm not a swifty and I always see people on uh, t uh, TikTok like covering up his vinyls, like at, when they're at Walmart or Target. And I was like, "What did John Mayer do to Taylor Swift?" Like I had no clue. And then I'm reading this book, and I'm like, "Oh, well, maybe he's actually not that like great of a dude." Yeah, I mean, the part when she said that he would break up with her and get back together with her just to kind of drum up yeah. drama and sadness for his albums. I'm like, really, like. Some people just do that based on pure talent. They don't have to drum up some drama yeah. in their life. <laughs> yeah, that was really bizarre. Yeah, ugh, it just drives me crazy. And then some of my favorite lyrics, actually, do you put my love in a bottle in, a, in the ocean thinking you could control the tide? So good. And, just so you could? could have the feeling of wanting me back one more time. And I think that's so... It's very poetic, and it's just so true. Like, so many people, so, like, they think you're going to be around forever, and you'll always just come back to them, so they leave you and treat you like this, like you're just some rag doll they can throw back and forth. And not, not Art Jessica, okay? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> Find somebody else. I feel so bad for whoever he marries, but that's yeah. another story, so. <laughs> that's if he marries. I don't, I don't foresee that happening. Please, I hope no. I mean, because he has dated so many, like, amazing, beautiful, talented women. And I just hope that, you know, none of them fall for his shit. Yeah. I wish everyone the best. You know, we love everyone here except for Nick and John Mayer. So <laughs> that was our top 10 non-single Jessica songs. And I'm wondering, I think I already know the answer to this because you went off about it. But what's your favorite jessica single is it a public affair oh no it's still gonna be I, i'm i want to love you forever um i i could i think there should be a book written about just how gorgeously beautiful that song is and you know what's so funny to me is that it's her biggest hit uh, if you look at everything it says that it was like you know it's her like i think her only top was it top 10 or was it third i thought it was 13 or something um I think that, that I, I cannot express how much I am in love with that song from the her vocals to the backing vocals. Uh, that song has just left me mesmerized since day one. There's a lot of material on the first album that just leaves me mesmerized. But I do love, if we're talking like ballad, easily that one. And then if we're talking like a fun song, definitely a public affair. That's for sure. So you had never heard With You? You know, if listen, I... I did not really grow up listening to a lot of pop music. That was not my scene. I'm sure, did I probably hear it on the radio? Maybe, but I I can't prove it. I <laughs> I was that kid in uh, middle school who was obsessed with musicals and operas, so pop music was really not my scene at the time. I know so many people like you, though, because I have a theater degree. You have one as well, right? Yes. Yes, I know so many people like that that, like, I could literally bring up the biggest number one song and it would just be like, I 
just got home from seeing Patty Lapone. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, like weird, like takeaways. Like if I think of like what, if we're talking like mid two thousands, like some of the songs I may have known that I like learned through myself, my mom had a copy of the CD of family affair by Mary J. Blige. And that's, you know, important cause she's going to be on the Super Bowl this pretty soon. Um, I remember loving that. Um, I remember loving Celine Dion's I'm alive cause it was on Stuart Little too, but it was, <laughs> it was like, it was far too few and far between. Yeah. So one thing I am curious about is you've been doing a lot of these reactions now and you didn't grow up with pop music like you're saying. So who is your like ultimate queen? Like who's your number one pop girl? So it really uh, it's I'm going to try I'm going to do my best to condense the story. It really is truly Celine Dion. I don't know if it's necessarily right now, but that's where it all begins. It was this weird, bizarre coincidence. I was a sophomore in high school and we had to do some type of project and I don't and I don't remember what it was for, but basically we had to create a cast for a movie version of a book we were reading. And I don't remember what the book was, but I remember I was looking through magazines or whatever, and I was like, oh my gosh, Celine Dion, I'll use her. And my teacher, I'll never forget it as long as I live, she goes, Celine Dion, ugh. And I said, what's wrong with Celine Dion? Because of that, it had me kind of go into a spiral of going through and listening to her music. I remember going to the library and renting the A New Day Has Come CD, which I knew had I'm Alive on it. And I remember experiencing and like going through all her music, being that weird kid who's a sophomore. This would have been, what, 2012, 2013. Obviously, Celine Dion was not the person people were talking about in that time, which also makes me very petty that uh, it's all coming back to me now is going viral on TikTok right now because I'm like, where were all you guys in 2012 <laughs> and 2013 when I was the one talking about it? Uh, and from there, it kind of, you know, evolved into like reaching out or like getting to know other artists. Because of that, I got into Mariah Carey more because of uh, the cover she had of Open Arms. And I knew a little bit of Mariah Carey from when I was younger. And since then, you know, I've gotten the chance to experience other people through like this and that. I've seen Celine in concert twice now. So yeah, it's just really, it's really kind of evolved from there. It's hard to say, you know, who's my number one now because I love so many of them. I think with each time in my life, you know, I think it could be whoever I'm most into at the moment. So it's hard to say I have my heart like devoted to one specific diva, but the one that did start it all was Celine. I love that. I was going to ask if you have seen her. Did you go to Vegas? Yes. So I went in Vegas in, I, and this was just such a miraculous thing. My uncle was getting married and it was going to be in Vegas. And my dad was like, oh dear God, please no. And I said, dad, we're seeing Celine. And he was like, you're only seeing Celine if you get straight A's. And so I had never worked so hard to get straight A's in my life. And I haven't since, but I did get straight A's that quarter. And I, he bought me, um, they were front row of the third balcony at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. It was a great seat. And I just remember being mesmerized. And thankfully, I did get to see the original version of the Celine residency before, because it changed a lot after Renee died, and I never really liked mm -hmm. how they changed it. So I saw, like, one of the last few original versions of it, which had, like, you know, the original opening of Open Arms, the champagne dress. I Oh, it was, it was to die for. And I think... Oh, gosh. I mean, I've seen so many after that, but that experience was just incredible. And then when I saw the Courage World Tour right before COVID hit, uh, I had a seat right next to the little mini stage that she walks up to, and I was literally two feet away from her, and it was just like a very full circle moment for me. Wow, that sounds amazing. I was just going to ask you, because I honestly, like, I love Celine as much as the next girl, mm -hmm. but I don't really know her albums. Like, I feel like I know all of her big hits. But what, what do you think is her best album? You know, it's, it's very hard because I'm not as into the 90s albums. 
like the, the albums. Obviously, the singles are iconic, amazing, beautiful, talented, you know, all that good stuff. But I do find that in the 2000s, her material does get interesting. I think her best album is A New Day Has Come. I also really love the, I'm really partial to the Taking Chances and the Love Me Back to Life album. The Love Me Back to Life album was like the first album release I ever experienced in my life. The rollout, the single. All that, oh my god, 2013, what a year. But, I, oh gosh, it's hard because when COVID first hit, I really got into taking chances a lot. So I think my favorite three personally are uh, A New Day Has Come, Taking Chances, and Love Me Back to Life. I think a lot of people would probably argue with me, but those three are very sentimental to me. Thank you, because the next time I'm craving some Celine, I'm going to take those recommendations. I will say on Taking Chances, there is this hauntingly beautiful song um, which I, I recommend you go listen to as soon as I'm done talking. Uh, oh my God. I, let me find it. This sounds horrible. I can't think of the name of it. I'm too excited about it. Um, <laughs> I love that. What is it? Surprise, surprise. It is just one of the most amazing songs I've ever listened to. So I recommend that one highly. Okay. I will do that. I will listen. Thank you so much for coming on. And I just love what you're doing. I think it's so great that you're exploring all of these amazing pop stars. And I have to have you back on after you go through Ashley. We could do the same thing yes. with our top 10. I would absolutely love to, to do that. I think that would be really fun. Okay, Sal, why don't you just tell everybody where they could find you, Instagram, Twitter, the whole deal. Okay, so you can find me on YouTube, as I said before. If you type in Sal Rocha, I usually pop up. If you type in Sal Reaction, I should pop up as well, too. I really need to get a better name for my YouTube because there's another Sal that's stealing my spotlight. Um, but <laughs> on, on Instagram, my name is Salvador J. Rocha. And on Twitter, I, oh, what is my Twitter? What's up? Oh, it's Sal Says Stuff. So those are the ways that you can find me. And I think those are all, that's all the apps I'm on. So yeah, that's the best way to follow me, reach me, call me, beat me, and all that good stuff. Yes. And make sure you go watch his Jessica reactions, you guys, because it, every time I see it through somebody else's eyes, I just end up loving her more and finding more layers to the music you know yes and we and we just finished i just finished it today it, the last video aired today so yes that's, it's all done it's all done but wow i've learned many things in my journey <laughs> oh can i ask you for a quick recommendation before we go of course which of jessica's movies do you think is the best like one that i should actually go ahead and watch because she has a couple but they look like you know like those like mid-2000s comedies that usually aren't that great um the two that i'm most interested in seeing are the dukes of hazard and private valentine um are those the best ones or what do you think i should do okay confession for me i have not seen all of jessica's movies okay fair enough fair enough that is something that we are going to do on this podcast so we okay. are going to review each movie i've seen the dukes of hazard and i've seen employee of the month Okay. I really want to see Private Valentine and Blonde Ambition. I think those are the the other two that I I don't think there's any more. At least no more that she had a starring role in. So okay. um, please do not come for me, Stans. I'm waiting until we yeah. do it on the podcast so I can have a fresh look. Dukes of Hazard is a very novelty role, right? Like, okay. I mean, yeah. no one's winning an Oscar, <laughs> but she's cute. She's perfect you know she's like the perfect daisy duke i think that you'll enjoy watching it more after reading the book because you can see you know the behind the scenes that was happening yeah. with johnny knoxville and everything 
Employed for the Month is pretty funny. You're right. It's just a mid-2000s comedy. It's, again, no one's winning an Oscar, nothing groundbreaking, but I do like Dak Shepard a lot, um, and he's only had great things to say about her since they did that together. So, yeah, I, I was not madly in love with either of them as movies, okay. and I'm, I'm looking forward um, to watching Private Valentine and Blonde Ambition because I feel like those were very much Jessica vehicles so I know yeah. that she's going to be in more of the scenes and it's going to be more about her and even though again it's not going to be a groundbreaking film or anything like that yeah. well it's it's really funny and looking at the trailers um with because Pri Private Valentine is the one that I'm most interested in seeing mainly because it literally just looks like it's supposed to be a remake of the movie Private Benjamin um, which it, I'm not sure if you're familiar is. with, but I'm like the way it's also kind of reminds me of like a little bit of public affair. I'm like, I'm amazed you were able to get out of this without a copyright infringement lawsuit because that, granted that's not all Jessica's fault, but I looked at the trailer and I'm like, huh, I'm like very familiar plot here. I see. Yes. So Goldie Hawn is actually my favorite actress of all time. Oh, well, you, have you heard her album? No, I haven't you heard her album. You don't know the Goldie Hawn album. Oh my gosh. I've uh, seen, like, the cover of it, but I've never listened to it. But as an actress, she's my favorite. So, wait, you know the album? I own the album. I <gasps> love the album. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's this interesting, like, little 70s country piece. It is adorable. She has this really adorable voice. Um, I highly recommend it. It's on Spotify, weirdly enough. I can't believe that most of the time. But, um, wait, no, I really, yeah, I highly recommend going to listen to it. It's adorable. Oh my god, I am literally typing it in right now. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, it's just called Goldie. Goldie, yeah, it's Goldie. <gasps> the one and only. <laughs> oh my god, I am so excited right now. That is so funny. Okay, first of all, I the titles of these are interesting. Yeah, I love the wink and blink and a nod. Yeah, wink um, and blink and a nod, Uncle Pen, the house song. I want to rue you. What does that mean? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, there's so many things. I will say, I, once you hear it, you'll be like, oh, yeah. I mean, basically, I will tell you the first song, My Blue Tears. That's a Dolly Parton cover. Um, okay. It, it's just like, it's like, it's part country album, part lullaby album, part, it, it's so many things, but it's so adorable. I really highly recommend it. I really do. I found out about it because I really got into Goldie Hawn. Um, after the movie Snatched came out, and I was like, she's such a great actress. It is a shame that she's not in more hasn't been in more movies. And that's how I found out about it. I listened to it. I was in love. I bought the record on eBay. Um, I again, I highly recommend it. It's so good. I am obsessed with you. Oh, well, that thank you. Oh, that's you so went back and listened to Goldie Hawn's album. I am just that's it's on so my wall. awesome. On, if you look at my videos, it's on the wall. I don't know if you can see it because I might be blocking it, but she's on there. Uh, that, I just love you. That's so awesome. But yeah, because I I love Private Benjamin, and like I said, she's my favorite actress. So I'm really excited to watch that one because I know that at the time, her agents and you know her dad and everything, like they considered her, like that was where they wanted her acting career to go because when Goldie first came out, she was on laughing and she portrayed this very ditzy idiot kind of young blonde girl and that was what jessica fell into with newlyweds so they were kind of hoping her career would go in a similar direction where she would someday be taken seriously the way that goldie eventually 
you know, started producing her own movies and she was one of the first women to produce her own movies and Private Benjamin yeah. was, uh, you know, a $100 million movie and that was so major. So um, that's like a parallel universe of what Jessica's yeah, life maybe would have been. Yeah, yeah. So, so many layers to her career. Yeah. So many, so many different things. Um, but yeah, I don't know how many of, I love, I love that you got into Goldie after seeing Snatched. I don't know how many of her older movies that you've watched, but I've seen like almost every single one of them and I love almost every single one of them. Okay. So you really can't go wrong with yeah, her. That's for sure. Well, Sal, thank you so, so, so much for coming on. This was so much fun and i look forward to having you on again when i I look forward to being back yes when you react to ashley yes we'll put it out there hopefully i i think that we should definitely do that within this year hopefully it's only three so it can't be too hard yeah and also like i'm not the biggest fan of her third album it goes in a completely different direction but i love her second and then her first is just like oh yeah chef's kiss that's iconic Yes, it really is. And are you going to watch – you should watch the Ashley Simpson show because they they go together. Like, it's all on YouTube, and okay. it's all about her writing the album, recording the album. Oh, okay. So, Sounds yeah. good. I will definitely do that then. Okay, everybody. I will see you very soon with a new episode. I don't know if it will be Jessica, Ashley, or a bonus episode, but we have so much going on on this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capriya Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.